This is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. Before we begin, the head geek himself, Terrace Cassidy, would like to let you know about a new show that he's launching called Travels with Terrace. Travels with Terrace is a travel show where he explores tabletops with a miniature version of himself, journeying not only to his wargaming table, but to the tables of his friends around the globe. Please check it out on FreebootersNetwork.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 69 Nice of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is Amy. Hello. And JF. Hey. And today we have a very special guest, the man behind Geek Nation Tours and the Freebooters Network, Terrace. I'm really happy that I'm back on episode 69. That's... Of course. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about Kill Team and Warhammer Plus, but first, you know, as usual, I like to talk about what we've been doing hobby-wise lately, or just kind of what's going on in general, and we'll start with our guest first. Terrace, it's been a while. What's going on? It, it has. It's been a spectacular, what, a couple of years or so? It's. I mean, last time I saw... JF and Amy together was, uh, what, March? Adepticon 2019, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. The last time right. you saw me was Adepticon 2017. Wow, that's crazy. Like, unbelievable. This whole pandemic thing has been uh, strange, to say the least, but I, I find that the time distortion is really a crazy mm. thing. It's yeah. unprecedented times, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Well, Sam. So, yeah, I've, I've been up to a lot. Of course, GNT hasn't been traveling all that much, so I've been spending my time kind of mostly upgrading the site. I've uh, created a whole bunch of – what I've done is over the years, I had more and more tours that, uh, uh, you know, you can only travel so much. Yeah. And so some of the tours were kind of pushed off to the side and not revamped. So what I did with all those tours is I created a new thing called Tour Starter. So tour starter basically is uh-huh. the ability <laughs> the ability to um, create tours and let other people uh, how do you say empower other people to create their own tours. So you sign up on a tour starter, whatever tour that might be, uh, anime or whatever, uh, and you sign up without any funds being exchanged. When we get a certain uh, amount of people, we start talking about building the tour together. So what we do is I send a whole bunch of questions, and then the group sends uh, answers back. We go back and forth trying to build the tour. So one of those tours that came into fruition uh, for Tour Starter that way is the trip to Nottingham. Uh, It started uh, just after Christmas. I had enough. I have about 12 people now working on the tour with me. And we we decided on a a few different things. Uh, We're going to change the year to 2023. Uh, we're going to go to the Bovington Tank Museum during Tank Fest. So that'll be the date that we kind of circle around. Here's a Tank Fest. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, were, uh, were you there when we went that? No, well, you went to Scotland, so we went north that yeah. time. Yeah. But Bovington is an incredible place. It's just a tank museum. And literally, it's filled with just tanks. And I think there's a submarine or two there, too, but mostly just tanks. Sounds like cheating to me, but okay. <laughs> 
And a lot of actually a lot of GW's designs came from Bovington to, to tell mm. you stuff like the Land Raider. You can see something that looks almost like a Land Raider when you're there. Um, and Tank Fest is basically they drive around, they drive these tanks around, and everybody gets to watch them do their tank tanky like things. So uh, it, it should be fun. Uh, we also de decided that we're going to go up to Oxford, and if possible, visit uh, Osprey Games and Osprey Publishing, and then go to Nottingham. Yeah, that's really so cool. So we then Nottingham, and then of course do you know Warhammer World, a couple days gaming at Warhammer World, go to Warlord Games and Mantic Games, and and maybe uh, War Games Foundry, and just hang out and and do all the good stuff that's in Nottingham, and then come home. So. I was going to say, it's an interesting concept because you're having been on one of your tours, the, one of the biggest um, draws for Geek Nation tours is the whole community aspect, being able to, to meet all these people that are on the tour with you and, and you know, forming these bonds and having the community sort of work on the tour together gets sort of gets a head start onto that. Like it just builds up the excitement. Yeah. Th thank you. That's exactly what I was going for. I was, I, what I, the tours have always been about building a community in a place, like you mm. say. And this, like you say, it just helps that whole thing. I want people to come together and to understand, you know, that, that again, and empower them. And it actually saves me work, too, because if a tour doesn't want, if, if doesn't, doesn't have interest and I build it and it doesn't go, then it kind of sucks because I put all that effort into it, right? I know how you feel. I tried building, <laughs> I tried building a tour for you and it didn't yeah. go anywhere. No interest. like, Exactly that. So you know, you know how that feels, right? Because it, it's, I've it's, done, I, it, I've done that previously for another community, and it also fell through. I don't think I'm good at it. Yeah, I, you know what? It's, it is, it can be really devastating, but it's not. A lot of times, it's not. It's definitely not you. Well, JF, it is. You, I mean, but... yeah, I was gonna say it might be him. So. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> abrasive, <laughs> caustic, even. <laughs> Uh, but it's 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 just timing and uh, whether the interest is really there, you know what I mean? And and there might be interest in it, but people might not want to throw money at it. They're not that interested in it. I'm hoping that that after COVID, everybody will want to do everything to tell you the truth. So uh, uh, that's where my hopes are. But but anyway, yeah, this whole tour, new tour starter thing is a really cool thing for me because it allows me not to to put a whole bunch of effort into a whole bunch of tours. I mean, they're all up right now and they all look pretty. That's what I've been doing this last year is making all these old tours pretty and saying, this is kind of what we're going to do. We're going to build together what we really are going to do. So it's uh yeah, it's, it's an, it's a nice vibe. It really is. And uh, working with all these guys, uh, uh, people is, is awesome. I really enjoy it. So that's one of the things, um, also, we revamped the uh, Freebooters Network site and, of course, let everybody else have their own feed, as you guys are well aware. So we did that. That was pretty cool. Um, how's that working on your guys' side? Looks good. I mean, I, I need, because I can tell people to just search for 40K Radio when they ask me where yeah. the show is. And, nice. and that that just simplifies yeah. it, it, it simplifies the the sharing of the show when we're talking about something specific it, it makes it a lot easier and I don't have to answer continuously yeah but I can't find 40k radio and then I have to explain that no it's on a freebooter show you download that and you know right. anyways 
Cool. And and what's nice is they still have the option of going to the Freebooters Network feed to to see what else is offered anyway too. So exactly like like yeah. 40k Radio can become kind of like a gateway to Freebooters and vice versa. So that's right. Yeah, and it's a nice because I think everybody's talking about each other too, and I think that's nice too that that at least we're giving word of mouth back to the, all the other other awesome shows that are on it. So I'm I'm what? pretty happy about how that's worked out too. Tim, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> You better watch out. His fist is about as big as your head. So. He can probably reach me from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> He's pretty tall. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, so that that was one another thing. Um, uh, I also, on the Freebooters Network, since we're talking about that, I have a new little section, a new adventure for myself. It's called Travels with Terrace. And basically, I think it was 2016, the uh, guys at Adepticon made a little Terrace miniature, a uh, 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 little emo. Uh, how would you say, anime-esque miniature of myself. And uh, what I do is I go take that miniature and go explore other people's uh, tabletops. So, so wait, I can, I, can get, I can get a miniature terrace that's all kawaii and he can be my waifu? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you have to take him to, to a bar and, uh, and, and treat him to sake first. Sure. <laughs> that's all it takes. I mean. That's all it takes. Yes, that's it. maybe a little sushi. Um, anyway, so uh, basically, it's a it's kind of a cartoon or comic book type of vibe. So each turn, you'll see each each frame, you'll see myself, my that uh, my mini me, that miniature, uh, talking to an avatar of whoever we're talking to. The first episode is just kind of what we're doing. The first couple episodes are what we're doing. And then the third episode, I believe, is Graham McNeil's table, and uh, we talked to him and his son. So uh, this is kind of going to be an ongoing thing, and uh, we're going to have uh, Joe McClellan uh, from Frostgrave Fane is uh, next, and uh, and then we'll also go discover some pictures of old tours, like we'll go to the Waterloo tour, and I'll give a kind of a, a cool uh, um history of what we did at that tour uh, via photos and my little uh, avatar. Very cool. Yeah, so uh, check that out if you want to see Graham McNeil's uh, 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 tabletop. So that's the uh, uh, Travels of Terrace on, right on the Freebooters Network. Nice. Uh, dot com. Anyway, that's a little shout out. What have I been doing hobbying though? God, I, I, let's not talk business all, all along. Oh, we, we've been, of course, not playing sometimes. So I've been painting a lot, uh, creating worlds. Uh, I'm discovered that I'm, I'm, as you guys know from, from back in the day, I, I've kind of went the route mm-hmm. of uh, skirmish games. And what I love about skirmish game is I get to create those worlds. So I'm really diving deep into uh, terrain building and just creating those worlds. Right now, I'm creating uh, a uh, ghost archipelago t- uh, table with palm trees and green, uh, just t- totally opposite to my old Frostgrave snow. Um, but what's great about that is that I could use it on our other game that we play a lot of. We play kind of an Inquisitor, uh, Necromunda, Dark Heresy, Stargrave thing going on right now. So we're taking all, all those rules and pushing them together, and uh, mostly Necromunda. And uh, some of the experience points, things from Dark Heresy, and creating kind of, uh, uh, instead of gangs, we have Inquisitors. So that's been really cool. We've been using the Dark Heresy 
uh, scenarios to create game games on the tabletop. So it's been kind of an interesting, uh, creative type of of enterprise trying to uh, uh, create games and and uh, and have a narrative at the same time. It's been awesome, actually. That sounds really cool. So, um, <clears throat> how many? Like, what's your regular play schedule for that? Like, how often have you guys been able to play? We try to play now that COVID's kind of released us a little bit. Uh, we try to play weekly. Oh, nice. Uh, summer, yeah, summer's kind of hard mm-hmm. uh, for that uh, because, you know, everybody's busy camping or running around with the family or whatever. But And we never know when we're going to get locked down again, of course. So we try to get a game in as fast as we can because we never know if we're going to be not be able to play for a couple weeks or two months. That whatever <laughs> yeah yeah you know how that is i'm sure everybody listening knows how that is so so yeah so that's that's been uh, my kind of new um my new love that it's awesome to paint uh, inquisitor models you know and, and retinue models it's 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 been a lot of fun uh hunting down old gw models and and c- converting them into you know, basically Necromunda models. So I don't know why GW doesn't do that. I think it seems like it's, it seems obvious to have an Inquis- Inquisitor game. I know they used to have the Inquisitor game at, uh, what is that, 54 millimeter yeah. or whatever? Yeah, still have the book for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 cool. Yeah, I still have a few miniatures. I, I think that that was a mistake putting it at a different scale, though. Yeah, I think absolutely. The terrain is just way too hard to build at that scale anyway. And, and, uh, and needs a vast amount of space, right? Exactly. What what they should have done is they should have definitely put out those fifty four millimeter models, but only as like display pieces. Right. But the game itself should have remained a twenty eight millimeter. Yeah. Or even use it something that was very specific with the fifty fours. Like you could maybe use it like that's your psychic icon or something like that. Like you know what I mean? Like you could put those you can still use them as miniatures, maybe. But you have to then really restrict what terrain is going to be built with the with those because not everybody has room. I mean, especially in Britain. I mean, how much room do you have for terrain in a in a flat in Britain? Yeah, I mean, it, it had like especially at the time, like had a lot of far ranging impact. Like ordering a handful of miniature, considering the weight of these things, mm-hmm. was super costly for delivery. Like everything about, and most of it wasn't just available at your local friendly retail store. So it, it just it was just a game that was difficult to get into, especially if you already had a forty k army sitting on the wayside, like waiting to be painted. Yeah, if you didn't have a, a cool GW, idea, but... if you didn't have a GW store nearby, it was almost nobody had. They might have like one model, but they didn't have the full range of you know ten or twelve models, whatever they had. Yeah, it was, even they couldn't really order it reliably. It yeah. was like was, this yeah. is like the dark ages back in back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and painting at that scale is different than painting at twenty eight millimeter too, right? Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. two different. The flesh, especially, and shading, it's it's way, way different. You need a lot less of shading for it because the model actually provides shade by itself, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and and so I think that it was a mistake, but I don't I don't think I, 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 I don't know why GW wouldn't have some sort of Inquisitor game now because it seems like it seems obvious to me anyway. I, I mean, they're slowly building back up their old catalog of specialist games, so. Well, maybe I'm, when Eisenhorn is released uh, on TV, maybe that's when they'll do it. 
or or and maybe they'll just have it as a maybe a Necromunda supplement, something like that. Keep bringing it back to twenty eight millimeters and be able or to use your Necromunda like stuff. The way that they've put out some of the special things that you can do in like say Underworlds, right? right? Mm. Like the fighting the Gargan yes. or whatever. You do like a Necromunda module that is Inquisitors and yeah. just kind of build it in. Yeah. Works. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree again, but I get on it, GW. Damn it. So, um, I don't have to build my own rules, basically, is <laughs> what it comes down to. There is a community made Inquisitor 28 millimeter scale out there. Um, Dave Taylor's part of that, too. I, I, yeah, I believe I, so. That's the one, yeah, yeah. Incredible models. That's when they really go all. Uh, all, all out in old style GW art, John Blanche type of of miniature making. Mm. Yeah, that, and that stuff is incredible. I, I'm uh, I'm blown away by how how much work and awesomeness goes into one of those miniatures from that group. Yeah, the uh, for all the old specialist games, the the community are still keeping them alive out there somehow. But yeah, sure. I've changed anything else, Terrace. Uh, that's about it. Oh, I will mention that, uh, of course, it looks like we're going to Adepticon. Did you guys get, uh, uh, some rooms and everything like that? How did that go? It is the most <sighs> stressful 15 minutes of my oh. year. Oh, and let me, you let me tell you about... I get PTSD. I'm, like, upset. Let me tell I, you about the, the stress Terrace... upset about it. Let me tell you about what? the stress Terrace added to me. Oh, no, really? Oh, Terrace sends, sends this email. Your room's all set. Got it for you. Wrong, Matt. <laughs> yes, Whoa! Was... Oh my God, Terrace! Was... All right, all right. Quick question. Tell me more. What, what happened? Quick question. Oh, that, that yeah. was just that email you sent to Devram, and you meant to send to the other Matt. That's right. Yes, yeah, I yeah. did. You to send it to the other Matt. So, how, dude? Like, this is like <laughs> going on a first date, and and immediately, like, the moment the check shows up, you say, "No, no, no, two checks." Yeah. But you know what? Matt never comes to Adepticon anyway, so uh, really, uh, I knew it wasn't a big deal. I'm definitely. Hey, Matt, are you coming to Adepticon this year? <laughs> I am. I am. To be fair, you know, one of those years I was dying, so that. that oh, you're right. I forgot about that. It was a small thing about almost what, death. Which of your deaths was that? Is that like the kidney? <laughs> yeah, and then the year before that is when I found out, so that's why I didn't go the year before. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I love the, the dark fact timeline, that yeah. back in the day, and this is a callback to Ashley, I, Ugh. despite having been hit by a car, I was still the healthiest. Yeah, you were in the best shape out of all of us. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the benchmark for health. Wait a minute. Do I need to be worried? Yes. <laughs> we're, all past, we're all past that. Oh. We're all that it's all good everything's good i'm giving you my blessing it's everything thank you no no but tell me what what happened did you uh, and what was the what was the result oh no we 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 got a couple rooms um but yeah no i just i thought i didn't have to worry about it and then uh, luckily i scrolled down through the email to actually read the entire hotel reservation and i saw it wasn't me matt it was a different matt oh good how how deep did your heart sink when you? <laughs> how how bad was my it? my stress level went up quite a bit, but we got room, so I was okay. <laughs> you were screaming at Terrace. Terrace, I hate you. That's okay. It wouldn't it wouldn't be the first. So a pox that... upon you and your descendants to the seventh generation, Terrace. 
That's, that's right. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> that only would have happened if I didn't get a room, but I got a room. So, okay. <laughs> so, so, and then Amy, did you get a room also? I did. I did. It, it's the most stress. Like we had a plan. There were redundancies in place. All the redundancies fell apart and we had exactly <laughs> what we needed in wow. the end. Oh. And that's fine. And we're just going to go with that. And we're going to thank the, you know, internet gods or whatever and i mean because see the thing is this is where it comes in nice you know growing up when we did because we come from the you got a call for concert tickets oh yeah yeah a you know what i mean like the the if you're not there at midnight for the game release you're not getting it like we 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 were forged in this so at least we've got that going for us yeah you gotta you gotta Man, do all... I hate that 15 minutes is just ugh. that was the worst it, it's so bad. Like, uh, Phil, my brother Phil, like, told me, like, because he, he kept checking out of curiosity, but he they uh, 10 minutes after, they were out of rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, what was really frustrating to me, like, I, since I started coming to Adepticon, like, the first seven years, I was always the one to get the rooms. And I was super confident about it, cocky even. And then the last two years I went to Adepticon, I couldn't get rooms. Mm. So this year, this year I just told, like... <laughs> Told everyone, you get on the phone, you get on the internet. I don't care what you need to do. Everybody <laughs> gets rooms. Everybody's on it. <laughs> and and even then, like I got a room from my brother. Amy got her room, and like that. That's 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 what we got. Like we got the yeah. bare minimum. Wow. Yeah, it's it's it it is a it is a thing. It's a thing that you know, we have to uh, hop on right away and 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 go through the forge, like you were saying, Amy. For sure, that's it's. Uh, it's I crazy. Mean, to be fair, even if we didn't get rooms, we had a couple of background plan plans, backup plans, some less violent than others. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just glad we were able to like get this done day one the legitimate way. It really reduces the stress and also yeah, like the it, cost. It did make me role. realize that I do need to paint my army though. Yeah, now uh, yeah, that now. It's kind of real. You know, I, I wonder how it's going to go forward because, of course, we're still living in this whole COVID thing. I, I think that I think it, I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to go to Adepticon uh, in in 22. Uh, it's just really interesting to see that, you know, I mean, the Canadian border is still shut. Uh, Australians aren't. What? Yeah, the Canadian border. You can't go. Across, we can't go to America. Americans can, can come here, but <laughs> Canadians can't go there. Which I, I don't understand. I don't get that. The last weekend, but yeah. I went by plane. I'm actually excited to see you guys again. It's going to be really, except of course JF, but it'll be. Uh, <laughs> it'll, no, it'll see, be see the, the the fake vitriol only works when I spew it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows you as a nice guy, so it's just it feels like it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real, damn. And you don't sell it. You're not good at it. <laughs> You're too Canadian. You're too nice. Too Canadian. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm French Canadian. Oh, you're an asshole. Worst kind of Canadian. That's right. <laughs> yes. They have more. You have more practice at being uh, ha uh, spewing the vitriol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, I took up way too much time. Oh, that's fine. Nice, all nice. those listeners uh, having to hear me, but uh, yes, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Kill Team and all that other jazz later though right so i don't have to talk yeah. about it now so amy what have you been doing Hoppy, yeah, so, still that 
so I don't I don't know how much you guys know about the workflow of how um, how action figures get made. Um, but one of the things that happens in at least like the high end action figures, like say like your Black Series Star Wars figures or those from smaller companies, is that in addition to all of the the you know specs and everything getting sent to China or wherever they're producing them, they also send uh, hand painted versions Hmm. like so it looks exactly like the final but it is all hand painted and um so i recently got a uh i recently got a freelance gig doing that um and i i can't tell you what i've been painting uh but it has been fun but it is so different Hmm. than painting than like and the way i paint literally anything else right because it's like i i'm equating it to it's almost like if you've ever watched videos of sign painters um, oh yeah, it's like yeah. it's like like that's the difference, right, between somebody who paints like oils and somebody that's a sign painter. It is a completely different thing, and so I feel very out of my element. Uh, but it has been taking up a lot of my like hobby space because I'm like, by the time I'm done, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to paint anything right now because <laughs> um, it's just it's a little draining. Uh, I'm getting better at it, but. Um, so that's it's hella fun and it's like cool to see like i get these like resin blanks and i got it and it's resin so you got to do the whole cleaning priming bada bada ba. um you mean the best part i mean <laughs> i don't i i honestly i don't mind it on this right because it's kind of mindless you know but uh yeah that's been like a lot of my hobby stuff um i did I, i've got like I have all the pieces for my army. I have two big conversions that I got to do. But everything else is like in hand. I've got, uh, as of this recording, I have, wait, it's right here. Hold on. Oh, Lord. I have 209 days to finish. (laughs) Um, We've got some pivoting to do on our team tournament stuff. Mm. What with the times and the unprecedentedness of it, but that's fine. And, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm like, now that I have a room, I'm like, man, I have got to get on this. Yeah. Right. I'm definitely going not now. doing that again. <laughs> it's like the moment I got my confirmation email, I could feel the cold barrel of the gun pressing against my temple and hear the click <laughs> of, uh, right? uh, of the, like, the, the gun go. cocking. It's like, oh, oh, oh. it's real now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Cause that's what I've been working on anyways. Ah. That's cool. So that's what I've yeah. been doing. That's me. Nice. Yeah, that action figure thing sounds really interesting. On, on I, ex- I got to tell you, it's super cool. Um, it's this company called Boss Fight Studios. You can find them on, like, Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Sounds awesome. How about you, Jeff? I have not been hobbying half as much as I want because I had to go to San Francisco. Um, but the, the hobbying I have been doing is I've been slowly painting, uh, some of the content from my B snag box, which got, um, still very stoked about that. But also I've got, I've, I've, I've picked out two of my favorite figs from the kill team box. Mm-hmm. I've been painting those and those are neat. But since I have a kill team game coming, uh, I'm going to actually try the game for the first time uh, this coming Saturday against my brother. I decided to assemble and try to get a bit of paint on mm. the scenery. 
And it's a lot of sprues, but it's only when you start putting it together that you realize two things about that scenery. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, damn it, man. It's like two kill team boxes will roll with scenery more than most games need easily. And you'll have two boards. Like it's, it's, it's a massive amount. But also, the scenery is genius. It is so good. Um, because it, it, because it's built for kill team, it's it's got levels already. That's pretty cool. But and it's orc scenery, so it's all just orc things that are destroyed. And if orc things are destroyed, that means there's also other things, usually Imperium things, in it too. So if you look carefully, like you you can find a DACA jet, you can find some <laughs> truck parts. It's, you can I, I think there's a rucka truck squig buggy somewhere lost in there. All of it's just so great. But the best part is, and you, I, I know it's been mentioned on social media, but just for those who may not have noticed, the four pieces of elevated terrain, like the two two uh, two story terrain that you get, can be put together snugly to form an orc bunker. Yeah. And if you only have four pieces, then you wind up with like a hole in the middle, which is kind of unfortunate. Except you also build these two um, these two things. These two pieces that just go in there to block that hole, which is amazing. So you can have like a completely closed bunker. You can have half bunkers, and it, the, the 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 scenery comes also comes with these like two bridges, so you can have like walkways between some pieces. That's it's so super. Cool. It's super modular. It, it's like compared. As I remember when the Battle for Macrage Army um, like game box came out back in the day because like, we were used to like third edition box set which had like some some dark eldar and some uh, some black templar and the the very typical the standard little corner rune and that was terrain that's that's what you expected from terrain so when Bauman from across came out and you have this crashed aquila lander first of all oh my god a flyer a crashed flyer it was amazing it was revolutionary but also very flat and didn't mean much mm-hmm. this is just this is just completely on another level yeah this because is really cool. it's super modular it's got some it's got some height to it it's just absolutely the best and it's not sector mechanicus yes and it's yes and it's not sector mechanicus like i i make jokes about not liking the imperium i don't like i have an enormous admech army I don't hate the Imperium, but it is super nice to see some uh, some some non-Imperium, uh, you know, models and especially some terrain because it, it can't always just be freaking you know Imperial Guard bunkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the terrain is is great. I mean, the box set in general is is just awesome. Uh, can I is one of your favorite models the Grot? Yes, because that is also my favorite <laughs> model. And I have you want I have what my, what, you want to know what the second model is, or do you want to take a guess? Um, is it the Bomb Squig? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I, when we talk about kill teams, I will give you with heroic stories of my brave little Grot in the two games I've played. He is so good. So, all right, here's my question: you you only have one Grot, like you have one box, right? Yeah. So, did you go classic as on the box grot? 
Or did you go with the significantly more amazing Scooter? <laughs> oh, I didn't even I'm look sorry, at the box. I, snorkel I didn't look at the box, but I went Snorkel Grot. Of course. Of course. You have to go snorkel He's got flippers on his poll. backpack. I'm going to put up a poll on our Twitter <laughs> to see which way people went. Because I have a feeling. He has a pair of flippers on his backpack. He needs a snorkel yes. to go along with it. He, so when I, I mean, at first I was like, is that a snorkel? <laughs> and I noticed the flippers. I like, snorkel. Snorkel. <laughs> Odo includes. It's like a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why. I don't see why you would ever use the other one. But couldn't agree more. What about you, Matt? Ah, uh, so I played Kill Team. Played two, game, two games Whoa. so far. We'll uh, we'll talk about it when we actually talk about Kill Team. But uh, first game was just sort of uh, flipping through rule book while we were playing and just sort of trying to get a grip on the rules. And then last night we actually, my friend. Uh, Dave has a Krieg army, so he's using those guys, and I'm using the orcs, and we're gonna we're playing through the campaign that comes in the book. So, nice. but we will talk about that later. So uh, today, the day we're recording this is Warhammer Plus Day. Did we all get to see the preview for Hammer and Boulder? I was in San Francisco. <laughs> I yes, I understand. But did you see it on <laughs> of all the weekends? Usually I do yeah. nothing on the weekend. Yeah. And the one weekend there is something really cool. <laughs> I can't enjoy it because I'm being tortured by planes and customs. <laughs> and cotton swabs. <laughs> Terrace, did you get to see it? What'd you think? Uh, it, was, um, it, was qu- it was quite amazing, actually, to tell you the truth. I did a little of experimenting, and I'll, I'll talk about this more at Kill Team, but I've uh, got basically a nephew, a friend of a, – a son of a friend of mine, uh, Mason Cardiff. You're probably listening. So him and I watched uh, it. I know maybe that's not on the down low, but I, I know he uh, uh, wouldn't be spilling the beans on anything. I, I wanted to make sure – I wanted to see how young people kind of got it. Like he's had some 40K experience, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, I wonder what – He's 16 years old, by the way, and I wonder if if they would, you know, be excited about it or, or not. And and yeah, I think we're both excited about it. I think it's uh, a, uh, an an amazing uh, start for sure. I just walked up to the table. Hello, fellow kids. Get <laughs> <laughs> at heart, talking to other kids. Yes, it was. Yeah, um, and it was great to see his excitement. Like it was like, oh no, should I be watching this? And I'm like, you know, well, you shouldn't actually. And he's like, oh no, will the 40k police get me? And I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll be okay. Maybe GW. I hope. Hopefully, it's okay. Anyway, the um, he the the amount of excitement uh, clear was clear. So. I think that GW's got uh, – uh, this is exactly the direction they needed to go anyway. Yeah, it was a really – you know, they, I think they picked a good subject material for their episode to show, which was uh, uh, orcs uh, – uh, orc uh, runt herd ex- uh, regaling some other orcs with stories of uh, Commissar Yarrick, which is always always good. Uh, Amy, you got to watch it too? I did. I – my – like – no, so I liked it and I was into it and um, 
I mean, there's a lot of people who have been not so down with this particular style of animation, which is almost more of like an animatic. Um, but I've recently been rewatching season one of Venture Brothers, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that, you know what, sometimes you just got to let the animation be what it's going to be and know that it'll get better later. Um, I was excited for, I like the potential of where this could go. I thought the idea of it just being, um, like of it just being one orc telling two other orcs a story was like, it, it took a little of the punch out of it. You know what I mean? Like there was no stakes here. Yeah. Like we are just here in a story, like, which is fine, but it just, it didn't have as much impact as I thought maybe it could have. Uh, but I mean, you never, you like, all right, there's orcs in a grot. Like, obviously I'm in like, that's <laughs> an easy call. No problem. Um, yeah. So, and then I, like, I, I got my sub today finally. And like, I, I don't care about space Marines, but I sure am. I sure am watching that blood angel show and enjoying it. So, here we are, I guess. Yeah, I, I I think what's great about it is that they can go straight into, like, they're streaming to their fans, right? So they can go straight into any story. They can right. do whatever they want. They don't have to have any backstory or oh, this is what happened back in the day or, or this is how these characters evolved. They can go straight into that with nothing like that. And I think that that's, that'll be their strength if they continue down that road because they don't have to they don't have to pander to the the general public they can just go yeah. right into the story that everybody wants but it's, that's the thing like it's not like they can definitely do what you're saying and probably 80% of it should be that but then they have the room like Amy was saying did oh did like want they have this very specific animation style but every one of the shows has its own animation style oh, yeah. so if if some if you don't like one thing, you can jump to the other. If you're you're looking, hopefully, if you're looking for something to hook one of your friends into into the, into the lore, like having that that other twenty percent that is isn't just jumping deep into the lore, but like getting more into the surface thing, like maybe they'll have that. It, it, the, 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 the way they're doing this as kind of like a channel with many shows, many shorts and different angles to take is it gives them so much flexibility to mm. give everyone what they want, which is going to be mostly freaking space Marines. I get it, but <laughs> well, well, I mean, we'll get our Xenos, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's some Xenos stories slated out there. I, I'm, I actually like the, the anime, I like the direction, or, or I like the potential their uh, the direction's going for the anime. I, I think that, or the um, the art, I think that the 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 actual art can be almost anything, like a Samurai Jack art at one point, or a whatever art. I think that the the collage of different things just gives a whole whole venue of of perspectives to that universe. I, I mm. like. That they could do anything with the art. They could be one style of art one time and another style of the art the next time. I think that that would be that would be exciting for me anyway. I, maybe I have a chaotic mind though. So. No, I think like just like you know Jeff was saying, you know, having different styles is across the different episodes definitely uh, will help because if there's one thing you don't like, there's probably something else you will like. Yeah. Hopefully. 
Uh, and then also, you know, with the kickoff, they put a couple of battle reports up there, one for 40K, one for Age of Sigmar, a couple of painting videos, uh, and then Wednesdays will now be Warhammer Plus Day, where we get extra content. And another thing I was I saw some people disappointed in was the uh, the miniature because it's you actually have to be uh, subscribed for the whole year, or if you pay for the year in advance, you get a little early. But um, they said that from the beginning, though. Yeah, yeah, this but is I, not new information. But there's always people that are like, oh, I just wanted the, the mini to go my way, but. I'm looking forward to, you know, it's today's just sign up day, so very limited content now, but I'm sure we'll uh we'll talk about more as we get more. Yeah, I I think they'll be pretty successful. I think uh GW fans and 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 all things you know, Xenos or Imperium fans, I think everybody'll will hop on. I think that they'll they'll do well. Yeah, and in you know, I think like we said before when we were talking about this is it's if you use the 40k app which just like every army building app there's a few things that need to get fixed but they fix it regularly um you know it's like two dollars more than that so why wouldn't you use it for all the extra stuff yeah this yeah. makes sense um so other than that other other great news before we talk about kill team is uh plush nerdlings are on the way they're not sassy but they're plush they're not sad and it's like that is like oh, a yeah. major, like a major misstep. Like, why is he not sassy? They I mean, had him. This is just the first. There could be more. I know somebody was talking about. Uh, there was somebody in my Twitter feed that was talking about like, okay, wait, what if we do, uh, make a game and then it's like little blind box nerglings and then you fight them on a little board and I was like, <laughs> stop, like stop. They already get all of my money. Like, please stop telling them <laughs> to do things like this. See, this is the fig we need in 54 millimeters. There you go. This is, I will Nurgle battle in, Nurgling battle in 54. Are you oh, kidding me? Can you, can, can, can you imagine if this me? is something like that you can just, like 15 minute games where it can be like one to, like two to six players. You can play that while you're waiting for like your, your, your next game at a tournament, you just yeah, pull out like your, in between rounds, you your nurgling, <laughs> your deck of cards, you know, like whatever. A 54 mil nurgling. All right. So games workshop, just send us uh send us money and we'll develop this. Yeah, we'll just invoice. Maybe you can and, sculpt uh... and uh, I'll do illustrations. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. I think what you could do with the flushies is, is, uh, we used to, as kids, play bombing down animals. So we used to have these plastic, you know, everybody, all kids had those plastic animals back in the day. Right. We would at the opposite side of the hallways, and we'd put those plastic uh, uh, animals on our side. And then we'd use one of those plastic animals to knock the other pe- people's plastic animals down, down the, ha- down the hallway. And that's what, that, that should be the, the plushy 40K game. <laughs> Just just more nerglings. I want a sassy nergling. I want a ner- the nergling wearing the plague marine helmet. No, no, no. You're wrong. We obviously there needs to be a nergling with every wave of these releases, but we need we need snotlings. We oh, of need course. Rippers. Okay, we okay. need like just every the, everything that's on a swarm, right? Everything that comes yeah, in a swarm. All yeah. the runties. Oh man, yeah. Plush necron scarabs. There's like oh. all of this. All of it needs to be like. Give me all of that dumb dumb stuff because i love it absolutely i'd love to see that just a, a different a different different something different with every wave that'd be great plus then it makes the dude bros mad 
And honestly, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. I want to roll up to a tournament with my plush nurgling in my <laughs> in my uh, wild bangering Warhammer leggings, and they're gonna be so mad. And I'm well, so happy. He's fighting me. Why? Why would they be mad? I, oh, they oh, security! You're yeah. not familiar with Dude Bros, Terrace. It's, no. If it's not grimdark, it's not 40k. Oh, it's too cute. So they're 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 insulted by not the not the seriousness that everybody's taking it. I mean, they're yeah. making oh, you know. so they're, making, they're making light of their tribe. Essentially, yeah. They don't they don't they don't like people like me. In their game. This is That's serious. Fun. This is a serious game. I've not bought them it's all since 1997, game. when they were good. <laughs> I didn't buy hundreds of dollars of plastic miniature soldiers set in a whimsical dark universe with orcs and space elves, so that someone could make jokes about it. <laughs> wow. Oh, why? Yeah. So, why so serious? Exactly. I, I mean, know. you've hit the nail right on the head there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I get the idea. Like, you want the game to be challenging. You want people to take the game seriously. But you can take a game seriously and still be surrounded by plush rippers. It's yep. fine. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we could do an entire episode about the dude bros, and it would be <laughs> hilarious, and they would stop listening to us, and that would be perfect. Uh, <laughs> wow. But I, I think we're already running long. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so before before we get to kill team, just uh, the Warhammer Open series has started. So, if you're into competitive 40k, uh, keep your eyes on that. Um, they did their first one in Florida, and then they have another one in. Is it? There's one in Texas, and then one somewhere in between Texas and Florida. Is it Atlanta? Well, what, I, oh, I think it's uh, Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. I Louisiana. Think. It's, That's it's it. one of the places where they don't have quite enough COVID restrictions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, well, I love Games Workshop, but ew, he does super spreader events. Well, this all goes back to Nurgle, really. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, always. grandfather approves, no doubt. And that's absolutely. Like, by, and you know what? Everyone should get a plushy Nurgling. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just for attending. That or a plague blanket. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awful. <laughs> All right. On that note, Kill Team. <laughs> so Kill Team releases uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, it is the, I guess, Kill Team 2.0. We had a version a couple years ago, which has pretty much completely been done away with. Uh, for the new version, which I think is a much better version. That was the right answer. Yes, 100%. Um, I played a couple games. Jeff, you're getting ready to play a game. Amy, flip through the rules. I flipped through the rules. I built some models. Nice. Terrace, how about uh, you? Any kill team action? Again, I, I I hung out with my nephew, and and uh, or I showed my nephew the game and, and to see what his reaction is, and, and uh, instant love came across his face. So uh, I think it's an amazing, amazing box set. It's an upgrade. I haven't looked at the rules, so I'm really interested in seeing how they changed. Can, uh, so please, uh, please enlighten me. Yeah, we will. I can. Having played a couple games, I am now the expert on the call, so I can elaborate a little bit. Uh, but so, 
I do want to say, I feel like there is one misstep they've made with this release so far. And that is that if you already own, like if you are not buying the box, I feel like the barrier to entry is a little questionable. Yes. Uh, There were a lot of people complaining about the compendium being a separate book, which is absolutely not me. That is the correct way to do it. You do it so that you can upgrade it every year. Like you can update it whenever you need to. You can balance change. You can do whatever you need to it. And that's the way it should be. But when you have to buy the core book and the compendium right off the block, like that's that is not a small buy in. Yes. The, they yeah. should have maybe packaged those together and <laughs> made them significantly cheaper. Yeah, because really to get the full thing, right, you're going to want the book, you're going to want the compendium, and then you're going to want the little accessories bundle, too. Yeah. Right, because it, it does use its own measuring tools, um, which are necessary, but de- definitely make it a, a lot easier. Um, like significantly easier. Um, so it is It is a pretty hefty buy-in. Approaching the point of almost, why don't I just buy the box and try to do something with the yeah. other stuff? Yeah, and like sell the other stuff, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is great if you can be confident that you're going to get that box on release day. Now, I will say they do seem to be uh, allocating this pretty well because my local store took a picture of their shipment and they had like 50 boxes. So... Hopefully yeah, no, that's I'm, the same. I'm but. hoping they have enough, but when when the company has to come out and say, "Hey, look, yeah, for the pre-orders, you don't get your pre-order, you can still pre-order, and we will guarantee you get wouldn't happen a year." Like, if I mean, yes, guaranteeing you'll get it, but like in four months isn't great if all you're doing is True. watching your buddies play and you yeah. want to get your own stuff. Like, I mean, I guess if you're watching your buddies play, they can lend you the rule book and you can go from there. But then at that point, why are you even getting it? You know, I, I think in a way they are trying to alleviate the like, okay, I'm just going to go buy five and then sell them all for a double price. But, oh, no, it's perfect. right. It's yeah. perfect to kick the uh, kick, kick scalpers in the groin to a degree. But I, 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 I'm, I'm with Amy. Like, I, I think from a marketing standpoint, if they would have had – just have like a bare bones version of the rules online for free as a PDF and that everybody that's like on the fence would have checked out those rules and then they would have bought a compendium and just overprint the compendium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, So the box comes with, you get the rule book, you get the Octarius mission book, which has the, rules for the and equipment and narrative rules and, and campaign rules for the two bespoke kill teams that come in the box uh a bunch of terrain which jeff already touched on um mm, for so for huge pieces a uh like an oil uh drilling rig kind of thing um a couple scrap piles and then some barricades which are actually part of the core rules so that was really cool um and tokens, you know, all that counters, all that kind of like a nice sheet of cardboard stuff and the measuring tools and the secondary objective decks. So, um, I mean, it's $200. I think that's a good price for what you're getting considering yeah. how hefty the box is. It's crazy big, that box. And the, the nice thing about the kill teams that come in the box, which I I don't know if at some point they would sell them separately. I think it would make sense if they do. But, oh, yeah, but they, I believe, I'm 90% sure they said that they are. Oh, okay, I missed that announcement, which is great because when you play in, uh, you know, like a narrative campaign, right, your kill team is 20 guys, the Sprues comes with 10 or 11 guys per squad. Um, but anyway, it's, you know, so 
the way kill teams work now is there's a bunch of specialists and you just get a bunch of options to build all those different guys. I have built the orc kill team in its entirety and I have quite a few extra parts left over that I did not use. The like orc, what did I call them? I think I called them squig army knives. Mm. Uh, they're like one of my favorite bits that I have ever seen. Like it's, it's just dumb. I got into a conversation <laughs> with like Nick Baton about what goes into a, a squig army knife. It's just, yeah, the, oh, so good. There's really each kill team comes with a bunch of extra bits to you know put on your models to either there represent are plenty of shovels. Yeah, plenty of shovels, <laughs> uh, and all those. A lot of the things are equipment that you can actually give the guys in your kill team too, or you can just stick them on there for a little extra flavor. Um, so great models. Um, they go together. It's you know it's a typical GW starter sprue where body part 105 and 106 may go with arm 172 and 173. So some sprue searching going on, but nothing mm-hmm. that's been different from any GW starter set anyway. And uh, most of the pieces of terrain are three to four pieces to put together, which I thought was nice. Um, not not too much in involving it in those together. They're wonderfully heavy, too. Yes, they're very hefty like, pizza train. They will not travel across the table on a breeze. No. no. E- even the small, like JF was saying before, there's a couple small little platforms. Those still have a good amount of weight to them. Like, you know, I thought they were going to, like a lot of the stuff like that, where I thought, oh, this is just going to fall over. But no, it stands on its own pretty well, which is nice. Yeah, it's a good addition to all their, other, their other line, too, right? Like we were talking about before. It's nice to have some Xeno stuff too, so you can put, you know, at least put them together. I can see them matching actually with some of the other terrain uh, or the GW puts out because the arcs just infested or something like that. So I think it's, I think it's a, they did well with the terrain for sure. Mm. And when, whenever I see uh, Xeno's terrain of one uh, one stripe or another, it just makes me optimistic to see other mm-hmm. Xeno's terrain. Because there is one in particular, one type of terrain that I'm just literally lusting over. I want to see more Tyranid terrain because mm. that is going to be the weirdest, coolest terrain they pull out, they put out. Yeah, they did those awesome sports chimneys a while ago, and then they just sort of those, those are Forge World. Like, I, yeah, they were. I mean, there, was, there was a very brief conversation on on a you know Warhammer 40k Twitter about when. Because they, they put out the, the sort of preview for the uh, the Octarius campaign, and there was a photo where there's just I think there's like eight or nine sport uh, not sport chimney but capillary towers, mm. and even even my reaction was, oh, are these new plastic? No, they're not. They're uh, they're Forge World. Uh, I guess they had oversight. They're, they're not even selling them anymore, but they have enough that they can make terrain oh, for, yeah. uh, for for spreads. Um. So uh, the rules. So, uh, you know, pretty standard stuff. You pick your mission, um, but the way you build your kill team is very different now. So old kill team, you had points, kind of threw together what you could. You know, you could, you could see all the, a lot of the, like, eight plasma gun lists out there. Um, I think it's way more streamlined and a lot mm-hmm. more uh, balanced now, right? So, for example, yeah. the York kill team, you get a knob. He can either have a – he has a pistol, and then he can either have a power claw or a – uh, in X, that's it. And then you pick nine more guys. As many of them can be regular troopers as you want. Then there's specialists, which you'll see if, when you build your guys. Is you know a rocket boy, a sniper boy, the 
Commando Grot, the Bomb Squig, any specialist guy, you can pick one and only one of those if you want. No duplicates, right? So you could pick your, you could have your Orc Knob and nine specialists or, um, you know, however, however you want to mix it up, you get 10 guys total. That's it. And when you look through the compendium, you know, the strength of the kill team is sort of depends on how many guys you get, right? You're playing Custodes, I I think it's you get two guys, right? But they also have way more wounds and way better saves than everybody else and better weapons. Right, um, more actions. Yeah, and more actions too, right? So uh, when you're looking at the actual guys, the number of things they can do a turn is determined by their action point limit, right? So orcs and guardsmen have two. Um, things like space marines have three. Custodes, I think, might even have four. Right, so they get to do a lot more stuff during the game. And you can't duplicate action. Yes, so there are. That is the mistake we made in our first game, which is why so much stuff died. Um, but <laughs> you know, so when you're doing your turn, you're right. You pick the guy you want to go. It's alternating activations. They can spend up to their action point limit, and there's a few different actions. They can't do them, any of them, more than once, except for pass. If you don't want to do anything, you don't have to do anything. But um, if you're not you're making a mistake because the game's only four turns. Um, Again, another wonderful part. Yes, very short. Like it's it's like my favorite thing about Underworlds, right? Is like you have twelve things, you know. In, in Underworlds, you have you have twelve shots to get the most points, and that's as many as it's going to be. Um, and I I like that it's it, it's more strategic and less hoping that the dice work out. Yeah. And and it's cool because there's a little bit more setup time, but then mm-hmm. the game is also just like you're saying, right? Four turns, that's it, and then you're done. I so. I also enjoy any game where you can, under the right circumstances, trick your opponent into letting you win, even though he kills more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, ha! I killed more of your guys, but I got the objectives. I got more VPs. Your face. <laughs> And actually, uh, uh, one of the Krieg objectives is if more of my guys die than your guys, like, they get points. Perfect. Love it. Um, so when when you're setting up, right, you, you determine your mission, you set up the board, and then you pick your kill team, right? Now, the next thing you do is the secondary objectives are very, I think they're interesting in this game. So each faction has three of their own, which is sort of bespoke to what... The faction's trying to do so like the commandos have oh we want to blow something up or you know we just want to uh, kill a bunch of guys but then each team has archetypes right so it could be like seeking destroy security um recon's one of them and uh you get to pick objectives from that deck too so what you do is out of all the objectives you have the choice from you make a deck of six cards and then you pick you shuffle up, you draw two, and pick one. And you do that three times. So you're going to have a deck of six, and out of those six, you're going to pick three. Um, but you don't know which two you're going to get when you draw, which makes it a little more random. And then I think my favorite part after that is you select equipment. So you get ten points to spend on equipment, which may be grenades, uh, the aforementioned shovels, um, <laughs> climbing climbing ropes, uh, the orcs... Uh, uh, you can get like a uh, satchel of dynamite that you guys can carry on with them for the game and, and chuck at people. Um, but you get to do that after you've done the mission and picked your objectives, so you can kind of tailor it to your to what you're trying to do. And the uh, one of the final things you do is 
when you open up your box you're gonna, on one of the screws, you're going to see six barricades. It's a little piece of cover terrain, and each player gets to set up two, right? So you just get to put a little bit more cover anywhere mm-hmm. you want on the board, which was a, a really nice, it's another tactical decision. Um, you know, you can try to project where you're going to go or try and fake your point out to, to make them uh, think you're going to go somewhere else. And then both players set up their kill teams, you just set up all your guys, and then um, there's this one little step before the game actually starts where there's three different actions you can take. So you put the, the num- a number of dice in your hand corresponding to the action you're going to take, and both players are revealed at the same time. One of them is you get an extra barricade. One of them is you get to change the order type one of your guys has, which we'll talk about in a minute. And the third one is uh, that you get to make one dash action, which is a, a three-inch move. Both players reveal at the same time. And then based on what you chose, that player gets to pick who goes first. Right? So it's it's basically um, one beats two, two beats three, uh, three beats one, right? Depending on how many dice you put in your hand. Sure. Um, yeah. So um, gets you maybe a little a little advantage and then uh, also determines who gets to. And when you win, have initiative, you pick who goes first. So you don't have to go first. And uh, then you just get into the game. So um, each there are two different types of orders. There's engage orders and conceal orders. And when you set a character up, your models up, you have to pick what type of order they have. Uh, then in further turns, when you activate them, you can switch be- between one and the other. Really, the only difference is the uh, the conceal order means that if they're behind terrain, they can't be seen unless the opponent has a rule that negates that. And they characters that have conceal cannot charge, make a shooting attack. Um, I think that's it. That's the two things they can't do unless you have a special rule. So the or commandos can charge when they have conceal order. And engage just kind of means you can do whatever you want, but you, you're you're not counting as hidden. If somebody has a line of sight to you, they can shoot you. And uh, the movement is really interesting in this game. So, uh, Amy, did you get to see how the movement works? I I like the movement. Um, I mean, it's like a lot of people complained, and I just, eh, I, eh. you know, it's like calm down. It'll all be fine. Uh, I I like all of the like all of these little differences they made between playing this game and playing 40k takes it away from what kill team version one was, which was, as we said last episode, you know, diet 40k. And, uh, and it's just, it's just so much better. Yeah. So in the game, in their box game or in the accessories pack, you need this little, these little movement tools. They have three sides that are equal to one, two and three inches. Uh, they give them symbols in the game, triangle, circle, square. I will admit that their choice of not great. <laughs> shapes was not great. And then there is a six-inch ruler, which is a, a uh, not a hexagon. Is it a hexagon? No, it's a... No, it's not a hexagon, because that would make I sense. Right. It's a pentagon. Yes. Yes. I plan on painting my little markers and giving them the same color codes as yeah, in exactly. rules. So that I get to use as little of my brain as yeah. possible. Because I'm going to be playing orcs. And that's perfect. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so they, they all correspond, like I said, to a, to a different measurement, right? One inch, two inch, three inch, and six inch. But when you look at like an orc commando, his movement is 
three circle. So it's six inches, but you use the three, it's three circles, right? It's three two inch uh, lengths of, of the tool. And the inter the thing about this game, when you read the rules, is they actually say, right, if you're ever moving less than an inch, it just counts as an inch, no matter what. Which I like. And, I like that. Yeah, and then there's some different variations, like when you're climbing, if it's ever less than a circle, it's a circle, right? So, and your moves also always have to be along that line, right? So none of the wacky, like, I'm going to bend my measuring tape around this corner and mm -hmm. it's and you can if you need to to like uh, sort of move around a corner is break your movement down right so a circle becomes two triangles so you can walk up to the corner one inch go around it one inch and then continue on with your normal movement so it uh it, it it's like we said not the best choice of symbols but it makes the movement i think a little more solid and uh, smoother throughout the game Wow, it looks like they're kind of going a little bit Euro. Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's totally different. I mean, even, and there's a lot of Warcry in this game, but even Warcry was just based on inches. Um, but, you know, all the, their terrain they've released so far is uniform height, right? So it's, you know, you know not too much guessing going on there. And it just, it, I think it just makes it simpler, right? You And they even say, you know, if you really want to use a tape measure, you can, but this is, these are meant to be used with this game if you're going to play it. Yeah. I mean, because that was a thing that, like, a lot of people were not getting. Like, there's a big difference between moving six inches and moving two inches three times. Yeah. Like, I, there's a big difference. And if you don't get that that's a big difference, I don't want to play a game with you. Especially, yeah, especially, like I was, you know, saying when you get into the rules for terrain and stuff where it's like, okay, well, if you're climbing... Even if it's, you know, just barely a fraction of a circle, it's a circle because you're putting effort in your characters putting yep. effort into what they're doing. So it's gonna take yep. up some time. Right. Um and I think that's also a good way for them to sort of, you know, balance how fast and slow things are, right? So in the compendium, which has all the other team all the other factions in the book, Plague Marines move two circles, right? Two white two circles. Uh, whereas most other stuff moves three. Um, and we talked about the action points, you know, Harlequins have three action points apiece, right? So they get to do a lot more stuff in their turn, representing just how fast they are. Um, so I think it, it's an interesting way to try and balance the different factions for the game. Yeah, I can see how, how they can play with the rules a lot. That's that's actually really cool. I, I, I like, at one point, it seemed like, you know, a marine was a was a Tyranid warrior was a plague marine, so I'm glad they're specializing a little bit more. And when you look through the compendium, just seeing what they use to balance all the different teams out, or to make them feel, you know, more like what they are, right? Space Marines, I think, have 13 wounds apiece, right? Orcs have 10. Regular Imperial Guardsmen have seven, right? Because they're just regular humans. Um, Space Marine series are better. Uh, which we'll talk about when we talk about combat. Um, Custodia saves are even better, right? So it, it just, it's, there's lots of, I like all the different stuff they put in there to work on balancing it so they can make changes or, or make things feel a little more unique than something else. Uh, so if you've played Warcry, you'll be pretty familiar with the combat. Um, all your weapons have, all your characters have a ballistic skill stat. 
Um, but their damage is sort of, for the weapons, is uh, two numbers divided by a slash mark. Um, the first number is regular damage, and the second number is the critical damage. So just like Warcry, you know, you roll your dice looking for that target number, and then uh, critical hits, which are sixes, do the critical damage, which is typically higher, and then regular hits will do the regular damage. Now, unlike Warcry, in this game you actually get a saving throw, right? So characters roll a certain number of defense dice, and just like 40k, they're looking for a specific number. A specific number. So you roll, your opponent rolls your defense dice, and then their defense dice negates your hits. Uh, a critical hit can only be negated by a 6 on the defense dice, and then you just figure out how much damage they do after that. And that's how many wounds you take. So pretty simple, pretty streamlined. There are lots of uh, little keywords that weapons may have, um, like uh, sniper rifles do mortal wounds, so any critical hit will do automatically just do you know two wounds that you can't avoid, and then you still have to take a save against that. Or um, in close combat, power weapons get criticals on a five plus. Um, power claw attacks are brutal, so even my regular hits can only you can only block those with critical hits. Um, Again, just a lot of different ways to make the weapons feel unique. And the interesting thing about Kill Team is just about everything has... They don't have a range because, you know, the board's 22 inches wide and most guns... Yeah. Regu- most quote-unquote regular guns in 40K are 24-inch range anyway. Right? So some of the some of the uh, pistols do have... And like flamers, they do have that... They use that 6-inch range tool, and that's pretty much what that's used for, is uh, just shorter ranged weapons. And then also, uh, melee works a little different. Both players act do like they're rolling an attack, and then you go back and forth. Either that's you, my favorite. This part. is yeah. This is we played this wrong the first time because if and warning if you're flipping through the book, the graphics for how a shooting attack works looks exactly the same as how the graphics for uh, how a melee attack works, but they're completely different. So Amy, how do melee attacks work? So you you. Like, so one of the things that's great is you don't really like you don't have saves the way you do um, with shooting attacks, which is awesome because like it's the the idea is that once you're up close, um, you know, you're going to be able to find that that gap in the armor or whatever. So everybody rolls their dice at the same time and then you alternate going back and forth, deciding um, whether you're going to use your die to parry an attack. Um, which is basically, you know, use it to block, or if you're going to use it to as like a counterattack, and that gets like, I mean, like I have not been able to play yet, but that seems like that gets really strategic really fast. Oh yeah, it's it gets really interesting. Um, so both players roll their dice, then they just take whatever they have for hits. So Tara, so you and I are are, are playing. We, uh, we both roll our dice. We take our hits. If I attacked you, I get the first choice. I can take one of my hits to cancel one of your hits. And just like a shooting attack, criticals only cancel criticals. Or I can choose that to use that to strike you and do the damage. Right? So I do that with one die. Then you do that with one die. And we go back and forth until one character has been eliminated. Or there's no more dice to assign. Wow, it's so Ural. It's like crazy Ural. It's very much, it reminds you a little bit of the Spartacus board game if you ever played that. Um, but yeah, so you're, it's just, you're you're sort of playing this game of chicken. Like, okay, if, if I, 
you know, hit Terrace, but then he decides to hit me. I can kill him with my next strike. Or if he blocks it, you know, then I'm not, you know, we're just going to kind of bounce off each other. So, um, and it also makes close combat way more risky because you can run up on somebody and swing at them totally whiff, and then they just hammer you with a bunch of attacks. Yep. Or they could, you get a bunch of hits, but they get a bunch of criticals, and then you can't do anything about their attacks, right? So. And so would a Space Marine have more more dice than a Grop? Or, like, how is that kind so of... So it's, it's very much dependent on the weapons they have, right? It's it's how many dice they roll. But Space Marines, um, just a regular old Space Marine, you know, they just have fists, right? They don't have any special weapons. But they do roll four dice. They hit on a three plus, which is pretty good. And they do three normal damage, four critical damage, right? Where if you're looking at something like uh, an Eldar Guardian... Right, three attacks, hits on threes, only does two damage, so way less damage. You know, still probably just as skilled in combat, but he's rolling less dice and he's doing less damage. Oh wow, I like I really like that. That's I think that's awesome. A lot more detail again, uh, and that's what I think. Kill team, like you were saying earlier, Amy, about kill kill team being 40k light. It didn't have the detail I was looking for. That's actually why I went to, to Necromunda, I think, is because I wanted more detail. In, in yeah, it's, it's why most of our group, uh, the most of the group at my store went to um, Warcry. Because oh, it's yeah. just, you know, if you're not, you know, because most of them were new to the game anyway. Um, you know, we were using the skirmish games as sort of like entry points for a lot of new people. And so, like, they weren't that vested. You know what I mean? Like... They, they and they're not you know like the setting is fine like they're not against it but they're not you know they have no ties to the game so there was no reason to not just like jump ship and go play a more fun game yeah absolutely that's super smart and, and that's another way they use to balance out the factions right so fire warriors get three dice in close combat but they only hit on fives they're probably not going to hit um, and their damage, you know, it's it's two slash three. So even if they get a good hit, it's not even that much better than what their normal hit would be, right? Um, so just again, another way that they can sort of make the factions feel like they're supposed to, quote unquote, supposed to feel in uh, in 40k. Um, and then you'll find that a lot of the characters in your army, especially you know the specialists, they have their own unique actions, right? So uh, the knob every turn gets to give somebody else an extra action point so they can do, you know, one more thing during their turn or uh, the snipers get to shoot while they're concealed, which normally you can't do. So they, you know, they sort of take that hidden shot. And usually those things will cost, like the hidden shot costs all the action points they have, but lets them do a unique action to them. Um, so it, it's, again, that's another way to make each different character feel different. Unlike what Kill Team was before, which we keep going back to, but it was just, yeah, I have... Five space rings with plasma guns, and this guy's got a bolter. Man, let's have fun. Right, it didn't matter what faction you were playing, it just mattered what numbers were on your dude. Yeah, numbers, weapons, you know, it's... And um, and the game itself, each mission will have... It's very much like 9th edition 40k, right? You've got your primary objective, and then there's a secondary objective that you pick before the mission. Um, and four turns, whoever has the most victory points at the end, whether they're dead or not, wins the game. You do get CP in this game, too, uh, and each faction has their own 
I'll just call them stratagems that they can use. But then there are also there's this generic reroll stratagem, and it's it's pretty cool. Like uh, again, they're another you know sort of unique thing. Like the orcs have one where I spend a command point and I ignore the damage done by one die, right? Because I'm a big tough orc. Or um, you know the Death Corps Creek have one where when a guy dies for one CP, he stays alive until the end of your next activation, so he can kind of get that one last one last swing before he goes down. Um, and the at the top of the turn. There are the strategic ploys, which you can do that affect you like for the whole turn. This is when uh, the guardsmen also, they can issue orders just like in, in 40k. So the uh, sergeant can issue orders, but they can do stuff like, um, uh, you know, hold the line. So reroll ones in close combat, um, just different actions like that. And each each faction has their own actions, uh, strategic ploys that they can do uh, every game. And the ones that they can do during the turn to the tactical actions. So. Cool. Okay, well, go on. So keep on going. Oh, no, I mean, that's really, that's that's Kill Team in a nutshell. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I do got a couple questions. Yeah, there. yeah. So what about experience points? Are there, or is there a way to character build, character development, uh, anything like that? Like yes. They had a little bit on Last Kill Team. I much prefer, again, the Necromunda uh, um, experience points, but tell me more. So just like 40K, there's three ways to play, right? You have your match play, you have your your narrative play, and then you have uh, the campaign play, right? So as you're – and I haven't read too much into these these yet. Um, we haven't resolved our first campaign game yet, all the after-action stuff. But it uh, looks very much like Necromunda where, you know, a guy that got taken out could die could get some experience, could get wounded. Um, there's actually, like, uh, rare equipment that your guys can find as they build up experience points, and then there's also different uh, advancement trees they can go down to get more skills or better their stats. Um, I ha- Again, I haven't written into it too much, but it is in there. And it looks very interesting. Awesome. One other thing that I really like about Necromunda is... You run, You can run out of ammo. Is there anything like that? There is no ammo stats for the regular guns, but some of the some of the stuff like so I took a couple grenades on my guys. Those are limited, right? They're one shot. Once you use them, they're done. Okay. So there is a little bit of that in there, but um, not no, as much. But there's something like that. Yeah. I, I really like that vibe of of not of using your stuff up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. using. No, I like I like that. Uh, I mean, you that. only you only have X number of activations. That's true. So, yeah, it is it is a four turn you know game, I mean? right? Like, so it is limited that way. Yeah, it it it, it feels at a certain point that if you're going to run out of ammo for what looks to be like a five minute firefight, you are a bad warrior that did not bring <laughs> enough to the ammo. game, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, without getting them extra action points, right? That you're going to get you're going to get to do eight things. Yeah. yeah. And and depending on the mission too, like the the first mission in the book, you have to recon certain areas on the board. If you do that, you can't do anything else during your turn. Right? right? So is so how long does it take to play a game if there's only four four basically essentially four turns? You know, I would say with so the game we played yesterday, we had to walk through all the setup steps because we hadn't done enough times yet, pick equipment, you know, all that stuff. I still think, and we we had a, uh, another friend was was watching. We were kind of explaining what was going on to him. Maybe that was probably two and a half, 
three hours. And, and Terrace, I was playing with Dave, so you know how he can just kind of get distracted. So really, I think it's like an hour and a half, two hours once you know what you're doing, right? Awesome. Well, that's good because that uh, it's nice to have a game that it's it's a wham bam, you know, you got it done. Um, because 40k is so involved, right? So yeah, so long. Depending on how large your armies are, of course. But but yeah, that's awesome. And then and kill team should be short is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and the nice you know the nice thing is with the way that at least these two first kill teams are presented is that. There's enough stuff that you can choose from when you're building your kill team that you can't go into a game and use everything, right? So yeah. there's you always have that option of just trying different stuff. Um, you know, the the Deathcore Creed kill team, they have... What they get to do is they pick their 10 guys, but then they can take either four extra normal guys or they can pick two, um, like, ec- extra things instead of those four guys. And it's there's, I think, six different things... You know, like an airstrike, um, a sabotage thing. Like, so there's a bunch of different stuff you can try for the kill team too, um, which makes it pretty neat. Awesome, that's cool. That's really cool. I, you know what? I do have a model question. The orcs was GW changing the look of their orcs, or was that just me? I, I thought. I oh thought yeah, I thought... so we've discussed this. All everything's getting handsome. There's <laughs> real handsome yes. orcs. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're slightly less haunched. Their uh, their jaws, instead of looking droopy, look way more chiseled, and they have kind of a, a proud, noble look in their eyes that replaces their sort of dumb million yard stare. But they um, don't not fit with the old ones. No, no they still they definitely fit. Do. They're just like you can tell. You could have definitely tell who got their GED and who didn't. <laughs> Get the who got the the smart squig. Uh, pop and who didn't yeah get the smart exactly yeah, yeah as part of their upcoming orc release they are re- they are redoing the basic well, boys kit let me put it to you this way if you have old orcs and new do- new orcs then you basically have a bunch of shaggies and some friends yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> nice okay that's cool i i was wondering about that so because i thought there was a difference if it, the vibe felt a little bit different so that's interesting you know i mean when i was at warhammer world last time which was quite a while ago we were talking about that and, and basically the response was that they're trying to make gw uh orcs or gw space marines as gw as possible so they're going through this constant process of making them more games workshop and I thought that was really interesting. So maybe this is just a new incarnation of what GW thinks orcs should be. They're pushing for handsome. Handsome orcs, handsome dragons, everything. Handsome. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's really that's that's the rules in, in a nutshell. I, I don't want to go on too much again into too granular detail. That's not our style. Um, the sure. compendium, I, I think, is... Uh, is you know there's there's so many kill teams in there i mean they break down tau into you know pathfinder uh, like pathfinder kill teams fire warrior kill teams uh crute kill teams right so uh definitely a lot of options in that book too yeah it was huge it was the amount of amount of detail in the book was outstanding and they didn't really stop with 
you know, there was no fluff or anything like that. It was just, this is rule after rule after rule. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it feels a lot like the indexes, right? There's It's just 168 pages of rules for yeah. Kill Team. Absolutely. That's good stuff. So, besides a, uh, uh, Terrace, what kind of Kill Team are you going to build? Um... I, I really like the... I've always been a fan of that style of Imperial Guard. And so I I think that's the one I would go for. It's it's just the gas masks are awesome. Can you include a gas mask horse, though? That would be the... the oh, the... not yet. No no horses yet. Oh. Well, we, we've, we've had this talk that hopefully, like the same way that the, the, the Orc Commandos, even though they're part of Kill Team, the exact same models and the way the rules are built in the Orc, the new Orc Codex is to accommodate this new build of, of Commandos, that when the Imperial Guards come out, since they seem to be leaning, like we've got a plastic kit of, of, of Krieg, it would be nice... And since they, they seem to be bringing back cavalry in a lot of these armies, I mean, we've got those Quig Hogs and all that... The idea of them bringing back cavalry for Krieg and having something when the IG, like the, the uh, Astra Militarum Codex comes out, be some plastic horse with ga- horses with gas masks, I think would have the entire community be uh, cheering. <laughs> well, that's but, awesome. but it won't be a kill, be- kill team thing. It's, it, I'm, I'm seeing this as a 40, 40K thing. Oh, well, either way, like that, that is a big sell for me. But yeah, I, love, I, I do love Creek, so I think I would go that way for sure. Especially, I, uh, yeah, I, I, dig, I really dig that style. Amy, how about you? I, I, know, I know you got the orcs, but are you eyeing anything <sighs> from the compendium? Um, I mean, I have so much of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I do think I may wind up dusting off my Harlequins again. They were a good time back in the day. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I have everything, right? I've got, <laughs> like, small bits of everything. So I, I may see how it shakes out. But, I mean, obviously, I love my orbs. Obviously. I mean, snorkels, right? You can't go wrong. Snorkels. <laughs> Jeff, how about you? Hey. Well, obviously, like I'm doing the commandos, I'm going to do them in the, the colors and bases. I'm doing the rest of my beast nagas so I can slip them into mm-hmm. that army should I want to. And I, I will have the equivalent two kill team boxes of these commandos because I'm trading my Kriegs in for, for, for another batch of, uh, of, of orcs. So I'm, I'm going to have a big batch of those, which has this dual effect of I'll be able to play those with a lot of versatility in 40K. But I'm also kind of interested in then getting Boss Nixrot and having like doing the commando thing a lot and, and, and sort of including that either as a separate detachment or, or just doing something with my 40K, uh, my 40K stuff with it. But I find that what what I like about Kale Team is it allows me to go back to some of my older armies. Like I do have some Harlequins I can't play because they were built and designed to fit for when Harlequins were part of the Craftworld uh, Codex. So it's really just a unit of troops with like a... Like a not a deaf jester, a deaf jester, the mm. yeah, deaf jester in in there. So there, there's 
like I can't use them now, but I, I can foresee being able to use them as a kill team. I can go dig up my custodus. I have a lot of Tau, but also I built the Pathfinders I have for my Tau to only have Pulse Carbines. So now I'm tempted to go finish up the other models I had that had the other options you can give the, the Pathfinders and kill teams and just try those out. So... I, I, I don't think that for the time being I'm going to have a single, oh, I'm doing this faction mm. for Kill Team as much as I'm going to be playing around with the panoply of available options from my collection. And once once I'm more settled in, once I'm more caught up with the 40K stuff I've already got to do, once I've there's also some Age of Sigmar things I want to play around with, um, I'll still be able to get those kill team games in in there, but once I've got the backlog sort of settled in, maybe then I'll look at say at, at grabbing a faction and saying, all right, I'm doing these guys specifically for kill team. And I'm it's weird because what I'm eyeing is because it's such a low model count, is picking a faction maybe from the compendium. And and just using like kid bashing things, going full blind shitsu on it, and just just going wild on on some of that stuff. Ooh, that'd be really neat. Just sort of doing whatever. I like it. Uh, I I am looking at maybe a little Gene Steeler Cult Force. Um, mm. ma- mainly because I love the models. Right, they have a lot of uh, a lot of character to them, but I don't feel like collecting an army and painting like a hundred of them. So if I can get away with painting, you know. 10, 15, whatever it may be, um, I could probably deal with that. And then, for the same reason, uh, use actually finishing some of my Harley Quinn models, because I painted, like, three, and I did the... I foolishly did the uh, the Harley Quinn, you know, diamond patterns on them, and that was a, a bad choice when you, <laughs> want it, when you have, like, 40 models to paint. Because uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. after after filling in and redrawing and, and filling in <laughs> and, and highlighting and filling in drawing lines again, it was just... It One of the things that we need to keep in mind also is that as they're putting out expansions, this is where we're going to see some more of these specialist kill teams the same way we have did. We have Krieg. Because the thing is, like, Commandos and the the, the Def Corp of Krieg, they're not the only uh, orc and the only Imperial Guard kill teams available. The Compendium has those two factions completely separate from what you have in Octarius. So whenever they're going to put out some more, and they've, they've announced a very thorough, very full uh, roadmap for next year, every quarter we're seeing more kill teams. So we can expect probably two new kill team per quarter. So in the next year, eight new kill team, which are going to be their own thing. So whatever plans you have, keep them flexible, boys. Mm. And Amy. This can can be uh, kind of good for the Grognards, too, though. I mean, if you've got, like, a lot of us, uh, probably every one of us, uh, you know, multiple factions for 40K, you probably have multiple uh, kill teams within your army already. So this could be a a great game for those people that are like, you know, I I do want to try those models back in the day. Like, I've got a Death, uh, 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 Death Watch kill team that's what I played when I was playing Kill Team. So, I mean, just cycle those back guys back in, who are the original key, Kill Team, by the way, just so everyone knows, um, and the best. But uh, you can you can cycle those back, those miniatures back in and, and use your collections again. So that's kind of exciting. 
Yeah, it is. It gives you that chance, um, kind of like the other kill team, which we kind of talked about, which but which never really took off, at least for us, anyways. You know, it lets you paint just a squad, right? A small selection of models, really interested in, without having to invest in an entire army. Um, and like you said, Terrace, use those old models you have kicking around, or what you already have existing in your army. What I'm wondering though is, with this roadmap they have, are we going to see a $200 box set every three months? I don't think so. I think it'll be like the Warcry armies. I think so too. You know, where you get like the box that is. It is the kill team. Here, here's your here's your kill team. Yeah, I could see. Uh, yeah, like you're saying, uh, two boxes, right? A kill team, a kill team, and then maybe like a battle zone box or something. You know, just a, yeah, a or like pieces a of terrain. A, a book almost like the you know because we're doing Octarius right now, so it'll be more like they do with um, uh, Crusade. Right, it'll be like, yeah. all right, well, here's this other one. Here are two special kill teams that are for that, and here's a bunch of objectives and missions and blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then if if you don't want those kill teams, you know, you just need the book, or you don't even have to really have to get any of it if you don't want any of those kill teams. So, um, I am looking forward to seeing what they come up with for the more unique kill teams. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to be able to convert and and do very detailed armies too, just like, I mean, just like kill team was originally, but, but it sounds like it's almost more so. So it'll be really nice to be able to convert and, 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 uh, make your own guys. I'm waiting to see the person who goes nuts. Cause like, you know, you can, with the different equipment you can buy, somebody you can buy as many as you want. So like a grenade costs two, two equipment points that you tend to spend. So when I see somebody with a magnet on each of their little orc commandos and then five little grenades with magnets on them so they can, Switch it off. I think all the Orc Commandos pretty much have grenades on their backpacks anyway, though. Just whether or not they can reach it during a game or not. Yeah, really what you're paying for is you're paying points to so they remember to put it on their belt instead of in, stuffed in their bag. <laughs> That's right. I, I can't quite reach the grenade. Damn it! I'm just going to use this wrench instead. But, uh, yeah, that that's Kill Team. Uh, got, a, got a good roadmap laid out for them by GW. Um, you know, in, a, in, what is this, August? So I guess... Uh, Third quarter, we'll see. We'll see what's coming next, and hopefully, it's just as exciting as this. Terrace, anything else you would like to say to the folks out there before we wrap this up? Um, come check out GNT's site. See if there's a tour that you'd like to go to in the future. Doesn't even have to be like in the next little bit, because we all know that we're not going to be traveling as much in the next little bit. But yeah, take a look at what I've got for for uh, new tours. There's tons. There's like everything from Game of Thrones to uh anime to whatever there's there's literally 20 different geeky tours there so check that out also i do have to give a shout out to elric's hobbies and their new bases that they sent me anyway did you guys get some yeah i got this yeah very cool good yeah they're nice aren't they they're nice and crisp yeah uh you know a lot of a lot of great bases um a lot of different styles too so definitely check them out and uh with with geek nation tours you know i i can Terrace, you're, that's one of the few companies I can honestly say I've never heard anybody say anything bad about them. Thank you. You maybe, but not the tours themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that, all that probably comes from JF anyway, so. Right. It, it is. Everybody's stealing my gag. I'm going <laughs> to start being nice to Terrace just because everybody's just stepping all over my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for saying that. We, uh, we try our best. And like I said, community is a big part of what we do. We want everybody to, to go home with a lot of friends. And, and I'm 
uh, that might sound like lip service, but it's actually a big part of what we do. So uh, um, thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. All right, everybody, head over to our, our Facebook page, our Twitter, you know, any, any of our socials, and uh, post your kill teams once you get your hands on it or whatever you're converting. We'd love to see them. And um, we'll post some of our kill teams out there as we're working on them. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhas Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>